y'all didn't come because you think it was movie night, did you? No. Yeah, you guys came to hear me speak, right? Right? Yeah. That makes me feel better. Okay. All right, so um, I'm Stephen. I went to the new, on the New York trip because um, I felt that God had been calling me to do something, and I didn't know what. And I was like, oh, we're getting this team with Ethiopia to go to Ethiopia. I was like, I can do that. And I was like, wait, you have to get shots to go to Ethiopia. I don't, I don't like shots. So I was like, I took my name off. That was pretty quick. So I was like, well, I can go to New York. It's a dangerous place, but I don't need shots. I'll be all right. So, well, a couple things we did. We learned a lot about the religions of New York. Um, 97% of the people in New York do not have a relationship with Christ. And we learned about Muslims and Hindus, and we ministered a lot. We went to the parks. Um, Bless you. Um, I lost my train of thought. We went... Where else did we go? Yeah, I know. I remember that. Um, we went to the mall, and we just we went down Fifth Avenue, which is the most hectic place at lunchtime. Not a good time to try and minister to people at halal carts, because they are busy. But anyway, you'd be really surprised how easy it is to talk to Muslims once you get to know or start a conversation with them. Because it's probably easier than it is to talk to your friends at school. And I'm not kidding. Because there's no shame. There's no embarrassment. But anyway, if you have your Bibles, and I know I heard some pages turning earlier. So flip to Psalms 23, verse 4. And I just, I just want to try and tell you guys something about that God has been telling me. I'm going to try to shove it into you guys. So... And it's not on the screen, so you just have to try and listen. So, Psalms 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So, in this verse, David is saying that there's nothing to be afraid of. And that even then, we're comforted, because we know God is with us. And... There is no safer place to be than in the will of God. And I'm, in Ethiopia, New York, anywhere you are, if you're doing it for the will of God, there's no safer place. So in Matthew 28, there's something called the Great Commission. And God tell, or Jesus is telling his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations. And we're called to do the same thing. And God has been showing me that... We need to not be afraid. And exactly what we talked about at camp, James one twenty two, but be, he- be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. <laughs> but, um, but we need to do that. And we don't need to just read it and not do anything about it because it's not helping us or anybody else. But... Um, I just want to say, to finish up, that I'd like to say that we brought three people to Christ and they made commitments, but that didn't happen. And it's not about that. We maybe gave 20 CDs out to people that were interested, but, and that's what it's about. 
trying to get people interested. Because if God is talking to them, they're going to respond. And so we need to get out there, and we, we can do it. There's nothing stopping us. So that's all I have, Dan. So it's short. I'm going to start off by telling a story and um, just as like the title just be is I want us to seek after God as for like children's faith or how children have faith in God I want us to have the same kind of faith but anyways going to our story the first day in Ethiopia we rode around in a the bus with Whitney and Jared and the missionaries and their children and we came upon like squatter homes is what they're called, and they're like paper igloos, basically, where six to ten people can be living, mostly children that are malnourished and everything else that you never have seen before if you haven't been out of the U.S. And one person that we came across was this lady had a baby in her hands, and um, she came up to the window because Travis and Heather, the missionaries, are known as like the doctors, and you, she opened up the blanket to see the baby, and it was just skeleton, just tiny, little. I have no clue how it was still alive at that point. And um, so they told her and to bring her child to the um, medical clinic the next day. And so they're like, yeah, yeah. So they were planning on coming. So Jasmine, the six-year-old missionary's daughter, was like, Mommy, Mommy, what's wrong with the baby? What's wrong with the baby? And... Um, Miss Heather was just like, um, it's sick and we don't know if it's going to make it. They have to bring it to the medical clinic. And so Jasmine was like, well, Mom, can I pray for it real fast? And so everybody bowed their head and Jasmine started praying. She was like, dear Jesus, I just pray that, um, sorry. I hate speaking. <laughs> She said, um, I pray that you'll um, heal down and touch the baby and just make it better. And, like, I know that the mom, the mom will be so happy. And, sorry. And so many times we get caught up in life where we don't think, like, about the next person or how Africa there's real people over there. Like, that could be your little brother or sister who weighs four pounds and four ounces at four months old, which was what that baby weighed. And so, um, sorry to get emotional. As people know, I like babies, so. <laughs> so, of course, I'll share that story. So, anyways, so she shares that prayer, and just, I know everybody looks up, and me and Misty, of course, are bawling our eyes out at that point. Because people don't think to... Like, they're just so consumed in their life and just, like, daily troubles or, like, what they're having, like, petty problems in life. Like, oh, how are we, where should we go eat tomorrow? Oh, we can't, we have to, we can't eat out because we have to eat at home. So I have my money when people there don't have money at all to hardly eat or just eat a meal, like, a week. And so, um, 
I want to share Ecclesiastes 1.14. I have seen all things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless. They're chasing after the wind. Which is, I feel like America gets caught up in just stupid stuff. And, and just all that stuff. So I just want to give y'all advice. Don't get wrapped up in life. Like, here, there's so much more out that y'all should be focused on. And at the, end of your, at the end of your life, it's like you're going to be you and Jesus Christ. And I want him to say, like, well done, good and faithful servant. But most of us, like, or even before, I was just so consumed on, like, just daily life things that I would never think about that. And so I just want to give y'all, like, just any, everything in your life needs to bring glory and praise to him. And so many times we just get caught up in this, like going to school, pleasing friends. And that's, I'm sorry, your friends and your family aren't going to be there at the end. I mean, hopefully you will see them in heaven one day because you share like the gospel with them. But um, there's that. And um, another verse was, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that for far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Uh, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Like, while all the time, like, all the people over there we met, they don't have food or clothes or wear the same sandals that might be a size five, too small, or two left feet. They're, even the people that know Jesus over there are, like, just filled with joy. No matter what, and no matter what circumstance they're in, they're always filled with joy. And I feel like we just... Don't focus on like pleasing God to bring like joy to our lives. Instead, we say, "Oh, I want this. I want that. I want to hang out with those people. I want to go to this party." And that stuff does not matter. Um. So I just want y'all to consider like what life is like over in Africa, like or not necessarily Africa, but just not here. Like stuff that you want that's not necessary. It's just Jesus Christ and like sharing His love. Like, how many can say, like, oh, I shared about Jesus at school or work, and a lot of us couldn't. So, um, instead of just wor- or thinking about our momentary tr- troubles, I just, like, challenge you just to pray for people that, like, for real have, like, troubles. So, um... I was going to close out with what Dan, his verse. Gosh, I'm just kidding. But I'll say it again, and I want everybody to be able to just think about this verse, like, whenever you can, or, like, just study it, because it really is, like, a truth of God. No matter what or where you are, like, he's always with you. Here, even if you aren't meant to be sent out to Jerusalem or Africa or anywhere, like, you can still share here. But even though I still encourage you to go out. But I'll say it one more time. And not compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem. Not knowing what will happen to me there, I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the race and complete the task Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the the gospel of God's grace. Thank you, guys.
give one more hand for Michelle Stimmerich. Hey guys, I'm Michelle, and I went to Africa. Um, I'm going to talk about persecution. But first, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Africa. It was definitely life-changing. There's lots and lots and lots of differences between the United States and between Africa. But I'm sure you know that. Um, we met a lot of cool people there, ate a lot of cool food, went to a lot of cool places. Um, one person in particular, I'm not sure what her name is. I don't know. But she was a nice girl. She was beautiful and tall. And I couldn't speak to her because she spoke her own little language thing. Um, but she was super nice. And she was a believer for like a year, maybe a year or two now. She's like been a believer for about a year, probably. Don't quote me on that, though. Um, anyway, but Miss Heather, one of the missionaries we stayed at, was telling us that um, she... Uh, oh, I need a nerd. Fatuma. It was probably Fatuma because every single person's name is Fatuma there. We'll go with Fatuma. Um, Fatuma has been a believer for about a year now. And Miss Heather was telling us that when she first became a believer, um, she like told her dad the good news because she just loved God and she just wanted to share it with everybody. And that's just great. Um, but her dad didn't like it at all. And he broke her leg and disowned her. And even through all that, she still decided to, like, believe in, like, just she wanted just to get closer to God through all the hardships she's been through with her dad and her broken leg because she couldn't walk. And that's just a big deal. Like, that's persecution. Like, her leg was broken. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the most, whenever I think about persecution, it's just like, oh, I don't want to invite this person to church because they might not be my friend anymore. Or they might, like, say I'm weird. Or, like, that's not anything compared to a broken leg. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, there's just a lot of persecution over there. This one family, um, they, I don't know if we met them or not. Anyway, but they told us about them. And it was a man and a wife, and they had three kids. And they started believing, too. So when the dad of the father of the family found out that this family started believing... Um, he got super upset and took all their children away from them and said, you're never going to see these children again because you're a Christian and I don't like it. And that's, that's a big deal too. It's not a broken leg, but now they don't have any children. Well, I don't have children, but I imagine it'd be hard. And anyway, whenever that was like a while ago. So they haven't seen their kids in forever and ever and ever. But the, at one of the medical clinics that we went to, the dad that took the children away, yeah, the dad of the dad that took the children away was there. And he's been coming, Miss um, Heather was telling us that he's been, like, coming each week, and he, he's, like, interested in it now. Like, because the family, even though, um, like, their father disowned them and he took all their children away, like, they still stayed faithful to God, and they still, like, come to the little African church thing they have at their house, and they still, like, want to learn more and, like, read the Bible and stuff. Um, so through all that, they stayed strong. So the dad has been, like... Like, wow, this is a real thing. Like, they're, like, this God must be real or something because they don't have children and they're still, like, they still love him. Like, that's crazy. So the dad's been coming, like, every week and every week, and he just has all these questions and he just wants to know more. And he just, like, wants to start building a relationship with God. Like, he's interested. Like, before he wouldn't even, like, accept it. But now he's, like, interested and he's, like, 
wanting to have a relationship with God. So it's really cool over there seeing like the differences between the U.S. and the U.S. and Africa. And that was just one thing that hit me a lot. And it's been like being back here is like cool because now I'm excited to like go back to school and just invite people to church and tell people about God and I'm just really excited to make new friends because I don't care if they don't want to be my friend. Like they're not going to break my leg. Well, yeah, they're not going to break my leg. But like I don't know. So it's been great. It just gave me like a um you know what I'm saying? Like I'm excited now. <laughs> I don't know the word. But it just really got me pumped up to be back to school and just tell all about my trip and how much God loves us. And that's all. In Africa, it's mostly like a Muslim. Um, everyone's like Muslim over there, mostly. So if you guys didn't know that, I just wanted to warn or like tell you. Okay, so going over there, you think all these language barriers, you're not going to be able to share, you're not going to be able to like tell anybody about Jesus, and it's going to be hard and scary. And like most people, they can't they can't drive like like most of you drove here to church or had someone drop you off at church like they don't drive anywhere they um if they're lucky like if they have enough money they'll catch a bajaj which is like a little taxi which is pretty cheap um but like us like most of us when we turn 16 we either get a car or we're saving up for a car or something like that and so getting over there and seeing like no one has anything and how like spoiled we are i was thinking I am not going to be able to share over here. There's no way. They're going to be like, this spoiled white girl is coming to share with us, and she has no clue what our life's about. So it was, like, really hard to come over there and, like, see that. So, um, uh, sorry. So we went to these, or me and Brittany, we mostly taught the two kids, Jasmine and Caleb. Um, We homeschooled them in the mornings, and then we went to house visits with Michelle Delaney and Misty and then the missionaries that night. But there was a couple days that we actually got to go to the medical clinics, which was really cool. And so they had already been there, so they had already had their spot. So I went and sat with Jared Lamar because he had a translator so I could understand what what he was telling the person and what they were saying to him. So most people, it's really, like, gruesome, so I'm not going to, like, go into detail about them because they had a lot of nasty diseases. But it was mostly from, like, not having, knowing, like, you have to take a bath and you have to wash your clothes and that kind of stuff. So um, I was sitting there with Jared, and he started talking to this guy, and the guy was talking, telling him, like, what was wrong with him and everything, and so Jared told him, you know, like, may God give you health, and the guy was like, oh, yes, amen, amen, and Jared's like, you know, tell this guy that we all have, or he has a physical illness, but we all have spiritual illnesses, and so um, face off, the translator told him, and um, the guy's like, oh, yeah, I know, I know, and so Jared, they do this thing, it's called C to C, which is creation to Christ. And so Jared went on and was like, you know, um, do you know the story of Adam and Eve? It's also in your Quran, um, which is what they read. And so they're like, he was like, yeah. And so Jared told him more about that. And so Jared started telling him about, um, sorry, let me back up. This is a person of peace. They call That's what they call them, person of peace, because they're interested in hearing your story. So, so Jared starts telling him about Adam and Eve and how... Um, they sinned, and then they saw that they were naked, so God 
presented a lamb or the uh, animal sacrifice and then the blood was shed so it's kind of foretelling jesus is coming and his blood is shed for us for our sins so he starts telling this guy that and the guy's like yes yes like i believe this i believe this is true and so jared's like good good like tell him that we have church on friday night or friday morning to come and so they they told him or whatever and so the guy was supposed to come friday and so jared was like really excited and i was like wow this is so cool like he is sharing his faith right now and this guy is about to go out and tell people like this is really really cool and so um when they when he told him the guy was supposed to come and so at church they like teach them about they do like little stuff and I actually have like the list of what they do like throughout the week what they teach them so each week they teach them a story and so like the first story I think is Adam and Eve and then the second story is Abraham's son Abraham's son and they teach them all these well each week when they teach them they ask them okay like who are you going to go out and tell so it's kind of like an accountability partner like I would be like, Delaney, who are you going to tell? And she would say, oh, I'm going to tell Deanna and Hannah and everyone. Like, she would tell me. And then the next week when they come back, they'd be like, Delaney, did you tell Hannah and Deanna? And she would say, yes or no. So it's really cool that they would keep them accountable to what they said. And so um, they were just, they would tell them. But, like, I guess what I'm trying to get is what I learned over there is um, to like boldly share our faith because like Michelle said people are being prosecuted like that girl's leg was broken because she believed how many of you in here like have had their leg broken from believing pretty sure none of us have so I'm just saying like that that's that's pretty big like she had her leg broken and we don't at all so but we're scared we're scared what some people might think or what what they might say about us or you know but I want, they told us something over there that it just like took it, I took it to heart and I started thinking about it like more in America. Um, when people reject you, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the one who sent you. And so like if they're, that's not your, like you shouldn't be ashamed of that by any means. They're not like, people aren't saying, no, I don't like her because of this. They're rejecting Jesus and he's the one who sent you. And so I just want you to get that from it. But it's, our job to go out and spread the seed. We that is our job. God commands us in the Bible to go out and spread his seed. But once we spread his seed, that's it. Like he is the one who can save them and he is the one that can build their relationship. There's nothing you can do to build the relationship. Sure, you can keep them accountable and all that and that's great and I encourage you to do that. But your job is just to spread the seed. Okay, so I want you or I'm going to turn to 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5. Okay, and, it, and this is kind of what Pastor Mike preached on this Sunday, if you were there. It says, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith may not rest in men's wisdom, but in God's power. So whenever you're telling um, your story or whatever, you know, you may have like a really good time that you're like, man, if they ain't saved by that, they're not saved by nothing, just like Pastor Mike said. But... If the Holy Spirit isn't there, they're not going to be saved. So look for those people of peace. And what I want you guys to take away from that is um, don't be scared to share your faith, faith about Christ. You know, just go out and boldly do it throughout your schools, throughout everywhere. Just share. And I encourage you to do that because you're not going to get your leg broken. But someone might not like you. All right. <laughs> That's it.